0: And remember, you are a priority and you matter. Jazzcast Pros. Welcome to Healthy Illness. I am Kelly Marie. This is a podcast where we learn all about building healthier habits and better relationships while living with a mental health condition. But this episode is going to be incredible. I am sitting down with my brother from JazzCast Pro's network, Father Torch, and we are just having a conversation today. So listen in, take some notes, and let me know what you think in the comments.
1: Yes, folks. This is Ra from Father Torch to um, host and speak on the mental anguish as well as the habits that we promote and advocate for. I'm a huge advocate of fatherhood and Father Torch and Abimilik Foundation is all that's all we do. We promote family structure as well as emotional wellness, intelligence. So, like famous Kelly said.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Love it. All right. It's gonna be good. Hey Miss Kelly, how we doing? All right.
0: all right. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, right? Is like, it
1: ever nice Sunday? A beautiful, right cool Sunday.
0: Yes, present and accounted for. You know, today wasn't given to everybody. So no. I'm all right.
1: Yes, and we I'm are, all right. And we are above ground right now, so this is a merciful and a blessed evening. So
0: yeah.
1: I wanted to I wanted to make this uh conversation as spontaneous as possible or okay. organic. And I wanted to speak on habits, whether it be good or bad, but also oftentimes are signs of a lot of things mm-hmm. taking place. So as a gentleman, I would give you the floor.
0: Okay. So for me, so I live with three diagnosed mental health disorders, major depression, general anxiety, and borderline personality disorder. I've been in therapy off and on since I was nine years old. I'm a survivor of childhood sexual assault. And so after letting my mom know what was happening, we did all of the things, you know, legally, medically we were supposed to do, and she made sure that I had a counselor. And so I've I shared that now because I think having that foundation and counseling at such an early age allowed me to easily go back to it when I got older and needed help. And I, I think is even though the mental health conditions got as bad as they did, they did not get as bad as they could because I had family support, social support. I was used to being in, you know, a therapeutic setting. So it wasn't new to me, especially with a condition like borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. Like you're not supposed to have healthy relationships, you're uh, not supposed to be able to hold down a job. Um, the you know, it, it's a whole, a, yeah, it's, it just, those signs and symptoms are, are horrible, um, living with suicidal ideation. So, a lot of things. And so, when it comes to, for me, I, I had to get to a place once I was healthy to identify what the spiral looks like. Like, I never wanted to be in another psychiatric inpatient situation again.
1: Yeah. And
0: so, what do I have to do to not be there? Like, right. whatever that is, I don't, I don't care what, like, whatever that is. <laughs> I'll do that so I don't have to end up there.
1: You don't want to do that I'm like, oh,
0: I see. This is not, I got to do something different, right? And so I take medication. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it works or not. But what I do know is I won't be back there. So what I will do is take this medication. To keep Um, up on it. It took me, yeah, because see what, what happens when folks have a mental health condition, when you're sick, you feel like you're in your right mind. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it makes sense. So knowing that when I'm I'm sickest, I feel I personally feel good. The world could be falling around you know around me. I was telling you like not paying my bills on time, house being in foreclosure, um, car. You know they're like we come in to get your car if you don't pay us. That felt normal and natural. And so when I got healthy, I had to identify the things in my life that were like a that just wasn't right so that I could use those as signs to know when I was headed down the wrong path and I needed to self-correct. So bills for me became one of those things. Like I'm not good with math. I'm mm. not good. I'm generally not good with paying my bills. Mm. So because <laughs> that that's everybody's is, fault. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Oh, right. I didn't pay that already. Uh, not, I, I swear I just paid you. Yeah, yeah, Like, no, it's been a month. I'm like, I don't think it's been a month. And I go and look, but oh, it has been a month. Uh, so Because that is not, um, you know, some people are gifted, right? Like, they just, that's just what they do. They love it, the order and the structure. And I'm not that. I'm like a kite floating around. I need to be tied to a rock so I don't go too far off. What what do they call Um, that? What do
1: they call uh, that? A kite flying in the hurricane? Is this?
0: (laughs) Oh, that would be me. Like, if just allowed to fly, I'd find the hurricane. Like, I would find it. And so I, I had to begin to develop. Healthy habits so that I could counteract the bad ones and know when the bad ones started to seep in. I haven't mastered it. Like, it's still, I got issues with food and sugar and all the things, but I've mastered the breathing part, right? Like, I can function. I have a, a, an amazing job and career. Uh, again, things you're not supposed to have with the conditions that I have. And so I've made, um, I have these lists. And I know, like check marks in my brain, I know that if my bills are not paid on time on a regular basis, like I, I might miss one, like just because yeah, it's yeah. enough of them to miss, right? right? But when consistently I'm not paying all of the bills on time, that's a sign for me um, because I've built this habit of paying them on time. And so I can't allow myself to not pay them on time because I know just that one thing could be the beginning of another spiral. And so I have to build these healthy habits so that I can notice when things aren't right. Um, another one for me is shaving. I'm not big on shaving, but I shave because it's a measure of, we're just going to get all personal. Oh, yes. It's a measure of how often I'm taking care of myself. So even though it's not, it's not, I mean, I don't care if I do, if I don't, but I know that when I don't, it's a part of the spiral.
1: See, but at least you, um, at least you, you see that. Um, yeah, and for me as being a man um I'm a hairy dude i got a beard I got a hair when I don't do anything like I you know I start look like a mountain man and I'm like okay well that that means i'm I'm actually believing that i'm I'm going through that slope, I'm falling down, right, and it took me a while and I mean a long while for me to pick up on that when I start doing like for example, something small, when I know I'm going through my spell. This is one of my signs. When I allow my nails to get long, like my nails start to get long, I'm not caring. I'm not doing that personal care. I'm I'm letting it slide, right? Because I mean, it's getting long. I'm not I'm not talking about like you know, go to cosmetic long, but it's getting long enough that I'm scratching my ears, or you know what I mean? Like, wow, I'm sharp, you know? <laughs> like I I say that to say, with men we we do things differently when we are diagnosed with this specific or or even whether it be personality disorder, schizophrenia, or even the simple as depression, we deal with things a little differently. And these signs are often triggered by other things. I, I know for me, you know, what works on my confidence and my ability to, to function is uh, similar to what you are talking about, about not paying the bills. You know, I stopped paying this, or I thought I paid it, and I went through something else, you know? <laughs> or I just stop all entirely, like, just don't do anything, you know? And I'm getting notices, like, you know? <laughs> I just like, eh, or I'm not paying attention anymore or attentiveness to my youths, you know, or or even my job. Like, you know, I'm calling it out, you know, I'm not eating breakfast, right? I'm not, I'm not doing these things, these, these things that I would usually would do on a regular, but I'm not doing it anymore. So now it's like, eh, you know, I'm just coasting, right? Until you hit that wall. When you hit that wall, it's like, oh, you hit the wall. It's not a reality check. It's more or less like, Oh, I'm already here already. You know, like I'm here already. You know? Right. <laughs> that kind of a feeling.
0: Like it you in the face. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> and you become more irritable. Your moods becomes darker. It becomes more agitated easily. Things you, you would normally just, eh, whatever. Now it's like, it's an issue. It's a huge issue. Now it becomes a barrier that you will put for yourself to stop doing something else. Like you will actually put that in your way and say, I can't get around it, but you put it there, but you want to make that part. You would just be like, well, yeah, it's there. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's not exactly um, culture. How would you say when someone who is not diagnosed with depression or personality disorder or anything of that nature can see these habits as being habits that would hurt every day, not have you to function, not have you to connect
0: So I live a healthy lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? Even though I have these illnesses, most people just have a healthy life. And so it's similar because we both are presenting ourselves to the world the same way, right? But I just have some deeper stuff going on here. And so what happens is when you like the bills and habits around um, taking care of like our our hygiene and, and basic stuff, a healthy person, they're low, maybe here right. That's really low for them, but they won't be um suicidal or, you know, they won't quit their job. They'll just, you know, just be in a funk. Whereas for me, my low will take me all the way down here. Like you can't even see where I'm yeah, at.
1: Yeah, yeah, Right.
0: And so that's the difference, right. It's still, we still have to do the things like once I'm healthy, I can do the same things that, you know, this person does to stay healthy, but I know that once I dip, my dip is not even, it's not stopping here where theirs would stop. It's going all the way down here. And so I think that probably is the biggest misconception is that people assume because you have a mental illness or mental health conditions that your life is drastically different in all of these ways. Yes. And it's not, it's similar. It's, it's, really like, it's just like, if someone else doesn't pay their bills, their stuff's going to get cut off. Um, they might get evicted, kicked out, whatever, right? Car might be repossessed, but they don't have a mental illness. And so for them, their low is here. They're still able to function. Mine, if those things happen, it'd be that. Plus I am violent. Plus I have like cut off all of my friends and family. Plus I have quit my job. Plus I have like, so it's more than just that level. Does that make sense? No,
1: that that makes ultimate sense. I mean- but the kind of work that we do, the people that we interact with, it makes absolute absolute sense because we tend to put unrealistic uh, expectation on ourselves. Much less, much less. You know, you watch others and they, and you see the habits of things they do. They, you know, you're hungry but you got beer. You you have a ton of food but you have nothing to drink. They would look at this as being well, that's crazy. I would never. But the thing is, when you're in a manic state of mind, everything seems good to you. Everything seems like it's, it's normal for you to do this you know, jumping off a roof and thinking you can fly in that manic state, it was a good idea. Matter of fact, it was so well thought, right? (laughs) At least you believe that to be. And a lot of us will say, oh, you had to be crazy to think that. Do we? Not really. I mean, really, it's not. Because how many of us us have took the chance and said, I'm going to date this person, even though I know full well they are not compatible to me. I mean, it was do this on a daily basis, right? We go to the club, right? We we, we meet each other, right? We, we might we might get intimate. We might right away. Sometimes we wait a little bit. You know, we get drunk or whatever. We don't know what we're dealing with. We do this all the time, but that's not considered matic. But if I decide in my matic state, in the true definition, go out there and just meet someone randomly and just say, you know what? Let's go ahead and wife up a husband up and we're going to do this here. We're going to go with it. That's considered madic. But yet,
0: it, it only goes so far though, right? Yeah. So, like that first person you describe, mm. will, you know, hit the brakes when it gets to a certain like level, yeah. That manic person, they're gonna keep going, yeah, yeah. That, but they're not, not even driving though, they're right. not, they would, the wheel, right.
1: the person, there's no one driving, they're on the passenger side, autopilot, right? Just, <laughs> just go ahead. So, I get that, I, I, I do get that, but it's what I'm bothered by is the double standard of it, right? It's a double standard because. Personality disorder. When you are a a youth, they don't call it personality disorder.
0: If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer, and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JAZZYCAST to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan.
1: It's tied to something else, right? Um, what is it called? Emotional disturbance. You are considered emotional disturbed. When you get older, that was personality disorder. And it, they know where it stems from. But as a, as a, as a child, they, they, they would say things like, we don't want to label you or whatever. But it's like, but something you could have nipped in the butt or helped from afar. And
0: given somebody the tools that they need. Yes. In order to live a healthy life.
1: If that was the case, right? If that was the case. And so it's so confusing because you think of someone, let's say, let's, let's go a little smaller. Let's, you say someone who has general anxiety. So it's not severe, but at the same time, it's not light. But it's just general, right? And that can break down in many different categories with personality disorder because it's a combination of things. And most of us, when we hear that, we're like, ah, man, you don't got that going on." But the thing is, if you have that going on, you have some, you have some, <laughs> you have some things that indicate this, right? And we think of personality disorder or general generalized um, anxiety as, "Oh, you just you just want to be labeled, or you just want some money, or you know, <laughs> you just don't, you just antisocial." but we use this word very harshly, antisocial. But a person who is truly antisocial, and I'm going to say the textbook definition, is that I do wrong and bad, I have no remorse whatsoever. That's antisocial. Antisocial does not have empathy whatsoever, right? Whatso- they don't think anything wrong. You know, me busting in your face or cussing you out or whatever the case is. You know, and then we're confused that we're bipolar. Like, no, that's not bipolar. <laughs> that's... That is not bipolar. So we confuse the diagnosis because of certain mimicking factors. But a person who's truly antisocial don't have the ability, don't have the ability truly in the mind or even in emotions to feel anything for you. Like you did something, even if you didn't do anything, and if it irritated and they did something, it's not like, well, you made me mad. No, I generally don't care what you feel. I just feel to do it, and I just did it, and that was it. It doesn't even matter how you feel about it. Because, again, I have a detach, detachment about what that is. That's antisocial. It's not that they don't care. It's, they're incapable of doing that. <laughs> they're incapable of doing that.
0: Which is that. totally different than wanting to stay home and not going to a party.
1: There you go. That's usually... Like that's not
0: Those are two different Two different things.
1: things. So a person who's shy or withdrawn or have a, a general anxiety of about being around people because of certain traumas or certain attributes that contribute to that trauma. But it's not antisocial. So again, we develop habits based on our own di- definition of what these things are, and then we live by it. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> I used, when I was a kid, I used to love read horoscopes. I don't know why I did. I used like read horoscopes. I just find it fascinating until one day I realized, how much damage that can cause, right? <laughs>
0: how much damage right. that can cause. Like I can only be these five adjectives. <laughs> I can only be energetic, outgoing, mm-hmm. compassionate. Yes, and whatever you know.
1: And then family. they come kind of to find out that you are nowhere near those things, and then it's like, what is that? It, what, what is that? Right? Like, how come I'm not compassionate? Right? You know? How come I'm not compassionate? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you start to, you know, really believe that something is wrong with you, and it's, and it's right. And you, you have to
0: only be in this this narrow definition of, of self, right. which is, is natural. It
1: is it is detrimental, right? It's detrimental. And I get it. It's we learn as we go. You know, we learn as we go.
0: And so this is totally off topic, but I do believe that because there is, is reason to everything, there's nothing for me, there is nothing that God has wasted. Yes. Right. And to for me, to serve a God of order. Mm-hmm. People born on the same day, I would think have similar tendencies. life shapes us, and we react to our surroundings. We have different genetics and but if all of the planets were in one place and Earth was in one place tilted at a certain angle at a certain time, and all these folks were born on that, I do believe that there is some basic similarities, but when we folk like, out it get hyper focused on those things, it can. And nothing surpasses God's will. Nothing surpasses the grace in Christ dying for my sins, and, and all of those things. But I think people get it confused and twisted upon like what's more important, and what day you were born on is not more important. I love it. I love it. The, the, than,
1: the, the, they get like you said, hyper focus on it, or in yeah, and they and then what's worse is that they get selective with it. <laughs> right, like
0: all Scorpios are not mean, evil jerks. <laughs> They're not. It's
1: amazing <laughs> how people they focus on what they want and they say this is where I'm going to be. And you know how hard it is to pinpoint and hyper pinpoint exactly what you think you should be versus who you are. Who I mean, you are that is a, that is a stressful and a lie at the same time. Stressful way to live to and live it, up to something that you're not,
0: and that creates anxiety.
1: There you go. That creates stress. See, and and, and ultimately put you in a position that now you have to now you're fighting something that you created and that is naturally there
0: and you you try to contort and conform yourself into what some you know random person making up stuff decided to to say what it is uh. so i'm with you <laughs> but they take the they take the you. truth
1: and the lie and put it together because we know there's no lie that can stand on its own so they take a truth and a lie the truth and put the lie on top of it and you know pretty much tell you that this is what it's going to be This is who you are. And you, most people don't realize how much of a receiver they are and they take on that persona and try their best to live according to that persona. At first it's fun, you know, because you see what you want you do what you want, right? You, you, you be what you say you want to be. However, that maintenance and doing such a thing becomes a problem, right? Because now we start to develop habits that is detrimental to us and damaging. This is why it's so important for us to be careful what we are watching, what we, what we have our children watching, what we have. We ourselves take in without keeping in mind, it's not real, it's fictional. And at the same time, it can be damaging, right? It can be damaging, right? And triggering, at like that, depending on what we're dealing with. We must have an outlet. We must have a breather. We must have that meditation to decipher those things because the mere fact that we we poison ourselves slowly every day I know this is going to seem like it's going to go far left, but the words we speak are considered spells, right? Spells, right? We, we manifest things into reality, right? So if, I, if I'm if i watching something called television, I'm television, television. That means I'm giving you what sense of re- warp or, or, or unwarped reality, and you start to take it in more and more. Guess what? You start to take on that persona. So if, all you're watching is all drama, all death, and no content guess what happened to your mentality your mentality feeds on that right and feeds it i mean when we was younger yes we had tv but we also had playtime it was an outside time right and despite the traumas and despite the things we endured we wasn't as heavy with it but we had other influences but this generation we have right now has i mean round the clock influence radio yeah. tv right
0: right tv turned off at 11 o'clock. Like, Remember the you static music game?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, then it's the, the rainbow color beeping sound. The, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, you hear poo, And that was it, right? <laughs> you know you know damn well it was the next day because it was
0: <laughs> <laughs> just out. because
1: the lights was out. Now uh, the, you got endless potential to do more harm than good. Because I don't know anybody who's going to be up three in the morning looking for health tips. Unless that's unless that's what you do, again, again, it's not a lot of us doing that because if we up that, it's we not up, entertaining. It's not. It's not because right? we don't make it right. fun, right? Eat your right. spinach, right? Or or do your exercise, right? right? You know, nobody, nobody want to hear that. But if I say, hey, drink up, feel good, live for today, right? Everybody would be on board. Everybody would, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Hey, try this drink, right? We're gonna take this. You're gonna try this drink, and you will feel like. Cloud dying. and ever since this COVID thing, everything, everything has been more hyper to, at escape, release from reality, self-diagnose, right, or take full advantage of your diagnosis or or things that you're aware of, or whatever that mental health is, whatever the mental health issue is, take full advantage of it to the point that it justifies you doing multiple wrongs, as if that's that was an excuse ever
0: right and that's you know people don't hear often enough that mental illness is not an excuse for bad behavior it isn't right it is. it, it does not give you a free pass nope. like you are responsible for your actions which is why it's so important to develop those good habits so that when when the darkness sets in you know how to begin to dig yourself out like i know i can dig myself out up to a certain point i can't get below that point otherwise there's no hope i don't know what to do when it gets right like I need to I need to be back in impatient where I'm not going again, right
1: right there you go we're not going again we're not going this wood here, we're not going we're not going again, yeah we're not we're not gonna go through that
0: it's it's just you know, and i <laughs> I can laugh about it now, um, but I remember sitting there and looking around and I was still suicidal, I didn't want to live, I'm like, if they let me out now, it's over yeah
1: you you're gone
0: you- and yep. And then I'm looking at everybody that is in on it's in the same world with me. And I'm like, this is this crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, I am also locked in here. Yeah. Perhaps. Like that was my epiphany. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I am one of them. What I got to do? Like that it, it totally changed, like accepting it. Yeah. Right, and knowing that I didn't just end up there, it wasn't a mistake, it wasn't nobody else's fault, it wasn't what do I have to do to not be here again so
1: what and what gave so you that, that light though? what gave you that light though? Because I mean you was in that dark, so what
0: well, yeah, what
1: was that light to say oh i'm I'm here too."
0: It was like two plus two is four, so when I woke up so i I woke up from a suicide attempt, and I did everything I could to not be here, right. And so when I woke up, I was like, "Mm, God, you know, this is not what I meant when I say, keep me with you, Mm -hmm. but I accept your will. You are sovereign. And if this is where you want me to be, I'll stay, but you have to show me how to live because I don't want to. And so for years I was living in a place of not wanting to live, but accepting the fact that I I was here. It was my choice to be here. And so you mentioned like being a passenger seat. That's where front seat life came from. I'm the driver. Like I'm making the decisions. I have been given full control, full will, full responsibility for my choices and my decisions. And so between waking up and watching, watching my, my fellow mental health condition folks um, struggle. I don't know um, how I got it, but my prayer was, listen, again, God, you have to show me how to live because I don't want to. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. While I was there and impatient, somehow I came across Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works, which honors your father, which is in heaven. All I had to do was be the light. It doesn't matter what how I feel. It doesn't matter what I want to do. It doesn't matter... All I have to do is be the light. So when I got to the place of not knowing what to do next, which like, okay, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to breathe. What am I supposed to do? Be the light. Right. Um, oh my gosh. I just got kicked out of my house. I don't have a place to stay. What am I supposed to do? Be the light. Like that was the answer for years, like literally years, just be the light. And so it was like one plus one is two, two plus two is four. And that's how I see my, my conditions too. Like not paying my bills plus not washing the dishes equals a recipe for disaster or not getting out the bed, not being social equals, you know, and then that's, that's, that's how I have to do it. Wow.
1: I, man, you give me a flashback. I, that speaks volume because when I found my calling, it wasn't out in the world. I was locked up. I was, you know, sitting in the jail cell, thinking that somehow, well, of course, I, I, of course, I'm gonna say I don't belong there. I don't belong here, you know. But I'm sitting here, full of rage, full of rage. I mean, just raging out. I, and and I, I couldn't see myself in any wrong, even though in this time, at this point in time, I was there. And I, I shouldn't have been there, but I was there and I sitting there and for a whole month alone, for a month alone, all I did was be angry. I was just angry. And couldn't think about why I'm there. I'm just there, right? I'm just there and, and now mind you, I was in there, I was sitting in there for six months before I realized <laughs> but I realized I was the answer to a lot of things, but I, I I couldn't see past that. I couldn't see past my own anger. Right, I was, you know, sometimes I would curse God. You know, I would curse him like, you know, <laughs> you how you how you saving me? <laughs> I was I was angry, man. I was so angry, and I, I had people that was that was lifers. You know, they was going upstate, and some some was there because they was on drugs a lot. You know, And so to them, this is like a second home. You know, they was here like, yeah, I'm gonna be here. You know, and I'm sitting here like, why? You know, like I wanted to get away from these things, but yet I seemed to go right to it. Right, i was just drawn to it, and it's then when I started to realize that the habits and the things that I have developed, not because of someone else, or or I, I couldn't even fully blame the traumas because I'm developing these habits. I will fight if the wind changed. Right, I, I was, I was, I, my mood changed just because the sun didn't stay up too long. You know, I was, I, and and of course the depression didn't help. You know, so. Here it is, I went through a whole month of just not wanting to do anything. I didn't want to shave. I didn't want to eat too much of anything. And at first they thought it was, they thought it was suicidal, but it was I, I, I can't say that I was. I, I can say that I was down. Because I, I I of course I'm not in the place that I want to be. But at the same time, it's like, you know how you go through a cleanse? I mean, just things just hold on as much as they can. They was just I I was just letting them, you know, letting them go, letting them fall where they fall. And I was thinking about how I got here despite the situation, how I got here. Who am I amongst? I'm amongst people, whether they're bad or good, not supposed to be there, whatever the case may be, they was in pain. They was in pain and they was just as angry or confused. And I found myself reasoning and talking and insisting and, and, and helping helping them with, with emotional intelligence. This is even before I even knew what this word was and what things I was doing. But I was there doing this thing voluntarily while I was inside. and. It woke me up to a lot of things about myself. So within that last month, after the six months I was there, I'm sitting there. I started writing. I started drawing again. I started talking to the Most High more, build, rebuilding that relationship. Right. So when I when when I come to realize that it was a reason why I couldn't hold a relationship, I couldn't communicate with other people, even though I had the skills to do it. These are the reasons why I couldn't do these things. I was so busy. Saying that, oh no, that's, y'all y'all is crazy, y'all angry but all the time. I was the most angriest. I was the, you know, I'm holding so much, right? And I heard, I heard that be the beacon. I heard that before, and I, I saw that. I could truly say I heard and saw that before, but I didn't pay attention to it because I thought it was just something to say, hey, you know, be the one. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Right? Be the one. I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I'm not worthy of that because I was looking at the things I've gone through, and the things I've done as such a scarring that there's no way no one would want to hear me. They don't want to talk to me. You know, who am I? Like, you know, I don't want to do it. I'm like, thinking about Jeremiah. Thinking about when he was supposed to go talk to the kings, and he was like, "Who am I to talk to them?" Right? Like, I, I know you, you're all powerful, but you know who am I? I can't go to talk. To, you know, so I started thinking about those things, you know, and I was like, my confidence, man, was <laughs> up and down. You know, like I, I was unsure, but yet, if I was put in the position. I would do it out of survival versus just spontaneous, or naturally doing it. So I had to learn that I shouldn't have to wait to be put on the spot or be put in the corner to show my claws. This is something that should be lived everyday practice, practice everyday, to do this everyday. You know. So when I started advocating and and, and speaking to fathers and speaking about the things that that I feel that is familiar or common amongst us as men, especially as Black men, what we do and how we do things. And it's like, I've been there before, or, or I've seen this or I recognize this, because I don't want them to feel that, well, how many things have you been through? How many lifetime have you gone through, right? Right here and right now, this is what I've gone through. This is what I experienced or what I witnessed. I don't know, I just still don't know everything. And even the stuff I'm learning as I go still contributes to what I am trying to do and what I am doing versus just you know coasting. So when I mentioned that the driver's seat, because I had many family members and friends who have who had uh you know died by suicide or been in predicaments where they felt that way and so i couldn't i, I had to step back and not make it be well, what about me kind of thing like what do I feel that way now i'm self i'm self diagnosing uh, you know i'm I'm looking for mm-hmm. reasons. There goes a horoscope, yep. right? There, I'm doing a horoscope thing, right? Like, yeah. Oh, well, it said it said if I breathe wrong, right, I'm gonna most likely think this way. And now you start to think it, you start to manifest it, right? So I started comparing that to our everyday living. Um, you know, you're with your significant other or you you you're building a relationship, and the minute someone tells you this is how it's supposed to be, you start to look for that. Or what they wouldn't do, you start to look for it. You start to be it. And next thing you know it, those habits. Again, spoils what was once good now is related to bad. So for me, it was change. Change for me was considered a most wickedest thing because I associated with the trauma. I associated only with the things that I was going through. So when it came to change, listen, man, I was the most irritable and miserable man you can ever see because I did not, I did not like it at all because the fact is, I always associated with the pain and torments I went through. And I blamed it. Uh, well, if I just stay the same, it's unrealistic. I cannot stay the same, right? So, but you couldn't tell me that because that was my reality. So now, what I do is I help my brothers and sisters to see an alternate reality to what they are thinking. It's this small. Because I know how I, how me and change don't get along. I try my best to implement it in small dosage and manageable, right? Because we know when we come to change and it's too much, listen, we start to hurt ourselves. Whether we realize it or not, we start to hurt ourselves. And that affects our relationship, our children, it affects ourselves definitely. So all those things are a factor. So I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to hurt, you know? And I didn't want to use that excuse, like I said, to put things in front of us Now we can't get by it because we assume it's too much. We can't do it. We put this in there. And at one moment, In time, I used to say that was my defense, but that wasn't a defense. That was a prohibitor. I confused it with what protects me as a child and and as an adult. It won't protect me. What would I do? Or simply destroy it because it no longer has a a use.
0: Wow. This is good. Listen, you have to catch part two of this conversation on Father Torch Podcast. Ra and I continue to go in and what you just heard is only the beginning. So head over to Father Torch right here on the Jazz Cast Pros Network, wherever you're listening to Healthy Illness Podcast, you can find Father Torch as well. So tune in to part two, like, share, subscribe. We appreciate you listening in and joining us on you know all things relationship all things you know forgiveness uh this is good this is good so head over to father torch podcast to catch the next piece of this conversation until the next time be the light
1: Greetings, everyone. My name is Ra. Yes, I am the host of Father Torch. I would like to take this time to invite you in my discussions on very, very important topics of being a black and brown father in today's society. Being a parent, the other parent, we face trials and tribulations, too. We have worries. We have feelings. Here at Father Torch, we promote the advocacy of being the dad you wish you had. Join me at fathertorch.com